at some point the business is big enough so that you actually have to fire those clients because they're taking too much. You look at how much they're taking and then you look at your profit margin and then it's like, well shit, we're actually losing money on this deal. Okay, welcome everybody to DZP, the Danny Z podcast. This is a post-gym podcast, so I apologize if I'm a touch out of breath. But this is what, this is the time allotted for podcasting. So, today what I wanted to uh, have a chat about is um, a cool way to add value to people, to add value to companies or people that you want to work with prior to actually having a, a having a contract with them. Um, adding value is so tremendously huge and I've been talking to my team about it recently. Um, I spoke with a, a photographer who's on the team who wasn't hired as a photographer. Um, she was hired as, as uh, something else and um, kind of started talking about the different ways that she could market herself as a photographer to either the company because if we didn't hire her to do that, then it's obviously it's unintelligent for us to pay her to do that until we have some kind of agreement in place. Like I just don't, I don't allow people to do whatever they want. Um, I, I really need them to have a purpose when they're on the team, any team. Uh, and that needs to be the same for you. Okay, you can find creativity. You can find people on the team who are good at other things and that's cool, but it's gotta be, everybody's gotta be on board. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> And this is like, this advice is as old as the hills, okay? This is Jim Rohn advice going way back. Add value, add more value than you take away. Um, this is, you know, the science of getting rich, it's Jim Rohn, it's, these are just like classic principles. If you want to stand out and show, like here's an idea, set something up, view of a recurring uh, service-based system, for instance, or uh, like the, the, the same concept exists in a, uh, a SaaS, a software as a service, right? That's why they have three months, you know, free, you know, first three months free because they're adding value to you, but they're also getting you hooked on it. Like, if you don't know that, then I'm, I'm going to let you in on the little secret. The whole purpose, it's like software as a service, it's, it's dead easy to give that away because they've already built it and they're already making it for all the other clients. And if they can get more clients, then that means they get like, it's it's all upside from there, okay? There is a break even point, but as long as they hit that break even point, then everything on top of that is good. So they have the ability to give away three, six, 12 months. They look at their customer lifetime value. They look at on average, how long people stay subscribed to the system. And then they do some simple calculations and determine how much they can give away initially in order to get them long-term on the other side. Does that make sense? So it's in the same way, like the, the, the people who beg you for money, like on for World Peace and, and, and the World Wildlife Foundation and anybody who's begging you for money, like, and making you uncomfortable about it in the middle of a shopping center or even on the street, those people are not, they don't work for the company. Those are not, you know, people who grew up and they were starving children and then they decided to like work for the company and because it's their heart and all that kind of stuff. They're not, they're typically backpackers and they need cash and they need cash in hand. Um, and they get paid a bundle. They would get paid like the first, whatever the month sign up is, like you get that, you get that straight off. So if you make a sale in 15 minutes and you get $75, that's, that's pretty decent money. 
uh, you know what I mean? Multiply that, multiply that by four, and then you've got yourself the, it's like $300 an hour, if my math is correct. Um, that's good, you know? And that's why they do it. That's why they're so after you, because it's commission-based, baby. They gotta make those sales, and if they don't make the sales, then they go hungry that night. Uh, and they have to tell, you know, their little backpacking buddies who they're boarding with, you know, 17 in a room, that they don't have, you know, money for rice tonight. Um, that is what backpackers eat. So it's, it's very, very similar to that because the company, and the company's happy to give that away, number one, because they're paying somebody else to be shameless, right? Um, so they don't have to do it because being shameless is actually kind of hard. You have to break through the walls and barriers of your shame in order to get to the other side, which is the shameless side. And there are people who are like that. I know people who are like that and they're really, really good salesmen, okay? Um, and there, you have to, to be a salesman, you have to have a reduced level of shame and you have to be able to justify that to yourself. Whether that comes through out and out lying, whether it comes through just like shamelessly begging somebody. I mean, you gotta, you really gotta check your, your ego and your, and your shame at the door. Okay. Um, so that's, so it's, it's upside to the company because, Hey, they didn't have this customer in the beginning anyway, and they're not paying these schmucks to stand on the side of the road and beg you for money. So if they happen to get a client, they just consider that they've gotten the client in a month. You know, if they sign up in June, they don't consider them a client until July because basically they didn't get the money until June. They didn't get the money until July, even though they signed up in June. So if you can think like this for your business, for whatever it is that you offer, as long as you're wanting to get paid uh, on a recurring basis, which you probably should, uh, because recurring revenue, hey, that's pretty sweet, right? Um, if you can get yourself into that mindset and you can think, what is the easiest thing? This is the, the concept behind a lead magnet. You know, it's just that lead magnets, they're, they're really, really easy and they require very little attention. They require very little, you know, input. You make it once and then that's it. And then it's up to them to implement it. And then you hope on the other side that you've got a nurture flow that is going to do this on repeat. Now, here's the problem with the nurture flow. And I'm not, I'm not saying I don't use nurture flows. I'm not saying they're not valuable. I'm not saying this method isn't something that I use. It is. I do use it. I use it frequently, but it shouldn't be your be all and end all because, 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 you have another opportunity there to actually seek out the people who you want to work with. This is where it comes down to like, you know, the big, there's a concept that has recently come about, which is effectively, uh, you know, you, you're, you're gonna have the 20% of people, it's the 80-20 rule when it comes to your customers. You're gonna have the 20% of people who actually wanna work, the, work with and they give you 80% of the value. And then you're gonna have the other 80% who are pains in the ass, they don't give you what, they don't give you good value in return because they are so demanding and you have to make so, so many concessions for them. And so the bottom line answer here is fire them. You know how you get those 80% through lead magnets. You get the lead magnet and then you got the nurture flow. And unless you really hyper qualify people and give them some personal attention, then you're going to wind up with this general mix who eventually is going to cause you stress and you're going to want to fire. And if you're not in a position to fire them, then you're going to have to deal with them. Okay. So Here's an alternative, not an alternative. Here's a supplement, right? you can do this as well. I was talking to my uh, sales channels manager the other day and we were talking about affiliate commission. Okay. Now, before we got to the company, 
uh, the guys who ran the company, they were like, they, they were like, you know, Hey, if we give these a big affiliates who I've made friends with, one of them is a master networker. Um, if we give these big affiliates huge commission rates, then they are going to do a lot to promote. And we would rather give away most of the profit in order to get this client and be affiliated and be aligned with this person. They said that was good enough. And then we'll, you know, word of mouth and all that kind of stuff. And to an extent that's true. Time out. I want to interrupt this podcast because I want you to think, is there anything about this that is hitting me? Is there anything about this that is making me think that this is relevant in my life? Could I do something different here? I want you to think about that and I want you to send it to me on social media, okay? But at some point, you got to cut it off. At some point, the business is big enough so that you actually have to fire those clients because they're taking too much. You look at how much they're taking and then you look at your profit margin and then it's like, well, shit we're actually losing money on this deal. So once you get to a certain point, then you're able to be a little bit more strategic. And this is where the supplement comes in. Okay. So I said, roll back the commission percent that we give to new affiliates because the new affiliates aren't going to know any different. And I said, if you keep it at the industry standard, then they're just going to expect it. Okay. And then there's the argument of, do people actually promote it more if you give them uh, more um, affiliate commission? The studies are starting to say no, that that's not actually true. So you could be shooting yourself twice in the foot. Anyway, I said, roll it back. And then all we have to do is replace all of those people who are at super high commission rates. And then we're good. We can fire them at will. We can either fire them or we can dial back their commission rate. And if they complain, we don't have to feel bad because we have, we have effectively replaced them and we're not losing money on the deal right? So this is a supplement. Consider this a supplement. What if you went looking for the clients that you wanted? What if you went looking, what if you identified the ideal client that you wanted and then you found a way and let's hope that this client you can like repeat on mass. Okay. Your service. You could like, it's, it's not the ideal client. It's a specific type type of clients, the ideal type of client. Maybe it's dentists. Maybe it's gyms. Maybe it's personal trainers. Maybe it's health coaches or online coaches or whoever. And you go looking specifically for these people and you're like, how can I, there's shit tons of dentists out there. So how can I add value to dentists in general? What service could I offer to dentists in general? So that all I'd have to do is get one on board, give it to him for free for the first two or three months or initial setup or whatever. And then you effectively say, you know what? I'm going to give this to you for the first month. I'm going to set it up for you. I'm going to wipe the setup fee. And if you like it after that, fantastic. We keep, keep going. Either that or you get them, you're like, I'm going to set it up for you. I'm going to wipe the setup fee and I'm going to get you onto, you know, for the next three months, we're going to see how it goes and we're going to continue. We're going to meet together and you get them into the habit of meeting with you and trusting you as an expert or as the, the service that they want to use. And then you just scale that across every other dentist in the world. And you have that ability to do that because you've already done it once and you know the system. You try again the next time and you continue to use the personal touch and you tweak the system a little bit. And this comes down to the system that I was writing yesterday with a friend, not a friend, she was a colleague, um, somebody in the, in the business. And this is the way my mind works. Okay. People, you got to understand that, you know, one thing absolutely leads to another. You solve one problem and it creates two others that you need to solve because, Hey, you know, God says, wow, you solved that problem. Here's two more. Please solve these. Okay. So we got two more problems. So I said, you need to give me the template that you want to use to send out this chatbot to, to, to do this, to, to, to incorporate the chatbot with the giveaway that we're going to be doing. And it's going to incorporate marketing and e-marketing and the chatbot and, and Shopify and all these other systems that are currently in place. She's, and, and 
she's like, I wanted you to check the template and let me know if there's anything you want to change. I said, I, we, we, we can't do it like that. We can't wait until it's perfect. You got to give me the template and say, work with this. And then as I go through and I set things up, because I'm the one like I'm hyper-focused on the chatbots at the moment, I was like, I'm the one who's setting it up. If I run into a hurdle, I'm going to tell you, Maria, I ran into a hurdle. So please fix this or give me the information that I need and then go back to the template and alter the template. So that next time we do this, I don't run into this hurdle again. That's the way that you A-B test. That's the way that you actually, you know, you make a consistently better product. So you go to the dentist, you set it up once, you realize the shit you did wrong, you make careful note of that, and then the next time you go to the dentist, you ensure that you don't do that again. And then you do that two times, three times, four times, five times, until you get to a point where you're no longer experiencing any kind of friction, and then boom, you've got your template. Then you train somebody else to do it. That way you don't have to do it. Okay, and you train them in that process. And this is the tedious part that business owners, entrepreneurs especially, don't like because they like to go with gut feelings and they like to go with their, you know, their intuition and they want to be the big ideas person and ah blah blah. And that's great if you're starting a business. You need heaps of energy when you're starting a business. But to keep a business running successfully, you need somebody who is willing to get down in the muck and endure the tedium of actually saying, okay, here's the fodder. Here's Here's the current situation. Now let's make the current situation better and better and better and better. Okay? Because first ideas suck. I'm going to tell you that. First ideas suck. They'll sell and it's enough to make a business on, but it's not enough to continue a business on. AT&T, Verizon, uh, HBO, Marvel Comics. Okay? The original idea that any of these things had is not the idea that they're currently working with here forth, okay? Marvel Comics, the recently released uh, Avengers Endgame. I think that's what it's called. I have refused to watch them simply because I want to watch them all in a row and I don't have the time right now. I'm building an empire. Um, but, okay, it cracked the two billion mark worldwide in a very, very short amount of time. That's big. That's huge. Were they doing that at the beginning? Was that the idea from the beginning when Stan Lee was writing these comics down? Fuck no. Of course it wasn't. You have to recognize that. Entrepreneurs need to recognize that. And they need to recognize the, the absolute necessity of a business builder, a business manager, somebody who is willing to get down in the muck, willing to look at shit and stay with it and lean into it and not just come with all the fresh ideas. If you're a fresh idea guy, if you're the entrepreneur guy, if you're the guy who just wants to have all the heaps of ideas, fantastic. Start a bunch of businesses and align yourself with business builders, business developers, business managers and analysts and strategists like myself and like other people in my, like other people, we're the ones who actually keep the business going. Okay. Anybody can have an idea. Entrepreneurs have typically pretty good ideas and they got butt tons of energy and they can get an idea off the ground on very rickety wings. But then at some point you got to turn it over to the person who is actually going to be like, okay, we're going to put duct tape on this and we're going to strengthen up these wings and we're actually going to put, you know, some kind of a, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to put a windscreen on it. That way I'm not getting bugs in the face and that way I can actually see and we're going to do all these things. We're going to upgrade the propeller and all that kind of stuff. And that's the stuff that entrepreneurs don't like. That's the stuff that, that big fancy business, you know, the, the, the big ideas people don't like. They want to network, they want to have the ideas, and then they want to dump the ideas. And the best entrepreneurs in the world, and I'm talking to you entrepreneurs, because I deal with you a lot. You're my client base. The reason you come to me is because you've got big ideas. You've managed to get something off the ground, and now you need help running it. Now you need help keeping it up 
and always optimizing it, but you don't have the patience to do it. If you want to develop the patience, then I encourage you to do it. You'll probably, I'll probably lose you as a client, but you'll become a better person because you'll be forced to grow in the areas in which you're deficient. Everybody's like hyper-focused on what you're good at. And that is true. That is true when it comes to a talent, but that doesn't mean that you can stop growing as an individual. You know, like I am really good at keeping the house stocked with, you know, all sorts of stuff like electrical cords. And if my wife comes to me and she says, I need a cord for this. And I'm like, baby, I got a cord for that. I just need to take an hour to sort through all the cords that I've kept. Um, I'm, I'm good at maintaining a steady supply of food in the house. I'm like, I, you know, I want three boxes of coffee instead of, you know, just one box of coffee, because then if we run out emergency and it's a holiday, then I'll be able to go to that other box of coffee and I'll still have coffee. And that's really important. You know, that is something that I am fantastic at. Something that I'm not really fantastic about is welcoming people into my home. I'm not a super welcoming person. Does that mean that I just hyper focus on keeping the house stocked full of food and electrical cords at the ready? No. It means I got to raise my game a little bit because it demands a better human being. The earth demands a better human being. The world, society demands a human, a, a, the type of human being who doesn't sneer at you when you walk through their door, across their threshold, which is what I was previously doing. Okay. I don't like people. I don't like a lot of people in my home for very long, especially if you come to make a mess and guests make a mess, especially the guests that I am familiar with. It demands a better type of human being. I know we've kind of deviated on this podcast and that's cool. If you're still listening, then God bless you because you've really stuck with it. And you're probably one of the people who's like me, who's like, you know, I can stick with this. I can, I can make it to the end. Um, anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on in this podcast and I hope you enjoyed watching or uh, listening to it. Um, leave a comment, like it, subscribe on iTunes and all that kind of stuff that makes podcasts go wild. And if you know an entrepreneur who needs to hear this, then send it to him or her. Please. Hey guys, I want to thank you for listening to the DZP, the Danny Z podcast. If you know anybody who needs this, please pass it on however your software lets you.